Good Friday morning. Some major banks stepping in to ease concerns about the economy. What they're doing now to help. It is March 17th. This is today. Lifeline. Some of the nation's largest banks pledge $30 billion to stabilize First Republic Bank as the Treasury Secretary faces Capitol Hill. The banking system is sound and that Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. This morning, what Wall Street is watching after a roller coaster week. Breaking overnight, China's president announcing he will travel to Moscow, a major show of support for Vladimir Putin. And Russia and the U.S. ratcheting up the rhetoric over the downing of that American drone. We're live with the latest. Severe weather, powerful thunderstorms tearing through the south, blinding snow, shutting down roads in the Midwest. Massive sinkholes opening up in rain-battered California. Al's got our full forecast and what we can all expect this weekend. Rebuilding history, our inside look at the milestone just reached in the repair of the beloved Notre Dame Cathedral four years after that devastating fire. We'll take you there live. Those stories, plus it's Taylor time, the music superstar ready to take the stage and kick off her highly anticipated tour tonight. And fans cannot wait. Crazy. Like off the charts, like more excited than I have probably been for anything else in my entire life. We are there ahead of her first big show today, Friday, March 17th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuffey, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today. Top of the morning. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. We're going to be out on the plaza in a little bit. That's uh, Dublin. You know what? They know how to celebrate there, too. We're going to have a a good time a little later today. But let's get started with another bank rescue that is making headlines. Yeah, a group of the nation's biggest banks have extended a $30 billion lifeline to First Republic Bank. This is just the latest bank to face a crisis of confidence from investors and customers. NBC's business reporter Brian Chung here again with us with the details. Hi, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. That move helped a free-falling stock market rebound yesterday. Over the weekend, the government stepped in to save customers at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, guaranteeing they would not lose their money. Now, after another bank showed signs of showed signs of distress this week, a helping hand was extended again. Only this time, it came from its competitors. Just days after two banks suddenly collapsed, signs of cracks emerged at San Francisco-based First Republic. The bank was bleeding funds as worried customers rushed to pull their money out. But in an unprecedented move, 11 of the nation's largest banks decided to pump funds in, saying the $30 billion rescue plan, quote, reflects their confidence in First Republic and in banks of all sizes. Earlier, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen delivering a clear message on Capitol Hill. The country's banking system is sound. Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. A source familiar with the matter telling NBC News Yellen was behind the move to shore up First Republic, pitching the idea to J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon, who rallied the other banks. Stock markets, which have been on a roller coaster ride all week, stabilized Thursday after the announcement. First Republic customers like restaurant owner and chef David Nafeld say they're able to breathe a sigh of relief. I don't think anybody ever wants to hear about any bank having trouble. In addition to business accounts at the bank, 
Nafeld says he has his personal savings account and a mortgage at First Republic, too. He did not pull his money from the bank, hoping First Republic could figure it out. If you want the business to be around, you need to be a patron of the business. Former Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation Chair Sheila Baer says Americans should remember that FDIC insurance covers up to $250,000 per depositor at most banks. Her message, don't worry. If depositors rush into a bank and want all their money out at once, they will force an otherwise healthy bank to close. We called it a roller coaster, mm-hmm. not the fun kind, Brian. No. I mean, so put this week in perspective for us. It starts with the government bailing out, one might say, uh, some depositors. Now we've got these big banks coming in, some doing things that they, they'd never do again, bailing out smaller banks. Well, I mean, what, what to even make of this? Yeah, and it's really interesting that the person I spoke to at the very end there, the former chair of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which stepped in over the weekend, said that if we saw the government step in on the weekend and then we saw the banks and the industry step in just yesterday, then maybe the next step would have to be Congress. So if there were to be more issues in the banking system that were to spread to other institutions, it's possible it could require an even larger response down in Capitol Hill. But it just bears repeating. This is a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, if you start freaking out and pulling out your money out of the bank, in many ways, that is what starts the crisis. Yeah, yeah. It's all really about fear. And a lot of this is psychological. As Sheila Bear was saying, you know, these are healthy institutions, but it just seems to be that a lot of people are rushing for the door. If enough people yeah. pull enough money too fast, that's what compared. What if you things. are kind of looking at your 401k and you're looking at the stock market, maybe you have a few stocks invested and you are getting a little uncomfortable. Is there something that you can do that's reasonable? Yeah, Hoda, certainly the, uh, you know, the temptation is there to look at the portfolio. Yeah. And it's a little bit scary right now. But what experts I've spoken to have said, don't change your long-term strategy. Make sure that you're not overexposed to one stock or a specific type of stocks. But broadly speaking, if you set up a strategy prior to this weekend's events, don't change that. All right. He's saying don't look. Repress yeah. it. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. Just close that. Close that laptop. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. All right. Now to those growing tensions between the United States and Russia and now China. With this morning's breaking news, China's president is traveling to Moscow next week to hold meetings with Vladimir Putin. The announcement has some really broad implications coming one year into Russia's war with Ukraine and just days after that U.S. drone was downed by a Russian jet fighter. A lot of moving parts and BC's chief international correspondent, Keir Simmons, tracking it all for us. Hey, Keir, good morning. Hoda, good morning. A defiant message from Russia this morning. In the past few hours, the Russian defense minister presenting the pilots of those fighter jets that targeted that U.S. drone with awards, telling them that they prevented the drone from entering Russian military area. The U.S. says the drone was in international airspace. And that major diplomatic announcement, China's leader will be President Putin's guest in Russia next week. Overnight, China and Russia confirming that President Xi Jinping will visit Russia next week, his first since the Ukraine invasion began. Both leaders will hold talks that could have major implications for the war and the United States' relationship with China. The Chinese foreign ministry saying this morning Xi's trip is one for friendship and further deeper mutual trust, adding that China's proposition on Ukraine boils down to one phrase, which is to promote peace talks. But China's attempt to portray itself as a peace broker has been met with skepticism from U.S. officials who have pushed Xi to also meet with Ukraine. We have long been encouraging President Xi to talk to President Zelensky. We think it's really important for the Chinese to get the Ukrainian perspective here and not just Mr. Putin's. 
The United States has also been sounding the alarm and warning China against providing military aid to Russia in the war, which will be top of mind for American officials during this high-stakes meeting. It comes after that new 43 seconds of video making headlines around the world. Evidence, the Pentagon says, of Russia's recent aggression in the air that shows two Su-27 fighter jets targeting a US drone. And now the Russians attempting to recover the $32 million MQ-9 Reaper from the Black Sea. The Russians have already reached the area where the drone crashed, according to four US sources. The Pentagon saying it took steps to ensure the Russians won't obtain any useful information, the US attempting to wipe any sensitive data. The video has been edited for length by the Pentagon, but the US military says it shows events in sequential order and demonstrates Russian claims that the plane never hit the drone are wrong. Russia's uh, inaccurate information, false information, obfuscation, uh, grasping at straws, changing narratives also speaks for itself. Meanwhile, Poland and Slovakia are becoming the first NATO countries to send fighter jets to Ukraine. Four Soviet-era MiGs will be there within days, Poland says. The US has said it will not send F-16s, Hoda, and calls this Poland's sovereign decision, Hoda. Wow. And back to the breaking news at the top there, this meeting between Putin and Xi. What can we expect there? Yeah. Well, you know, President Putin will inevitably view this as a diplomatic victory. For China's leader, it is more of a tightrope. He will try to show unequivocal support for Russia and show Europe with so many economic ties to China that he wants peace. But, Hoda, and it's a big but, his recent peace plan didn't specifically call on Russia to withdraw. If President Xi finally talks to President Zelensky in the coming weeks, the message will be clear. Russia must return to those international borders, Hoda. All right, Kier, thank you very much. The calendar may say spring is just a few days away, but winter is not going down without a fight in a lot of areas around this country. Severe storms brought heavy wind and rain to parts of North Texas on Thursday. Cleanup underway at an auto dealership in Irving this morning. Check it out. It was left badly damaged by dangerous thunderstorms there. In Minnesota, whiteout conditions and low visibility led to more than 40 highway closures. The state patrol reported over 125 crashes last night. And in Southern California, a sinkhole that's been around for nearly four years opened up even more this week. It is now at least 30 feet deep. My word. That brings us to Al. Yeah, indeed. There's so much going on. Al, what can we expect this weekend? Well, we've got some more severe weather and some snowy weather, but then things finally do calm down just a bit. You can see this long line of showers and thunderstorms really active down along its southern flank. And so you can look at six million people at risk from Lafayette to Panama City, Dothan, Mobile, Alabama. Wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour. Tornado or two can't be ruled out and damaging hail. So this system pushes to the east, brings some showers into the northeast, but the heaviest rain is going to be down through the southeast. Those strong storms rumbling across that region today. Tomorrow, that front pushes into northern Florida, so it's going to be much cooler for the southeast with gusty winds. Rainfall amounts generally anywhere from one inch to about a half inch, so nothing too bad. The heaviest snow is going to be up around the UP of Michigan, also up into parts of northern uh, Wisconsin, where we could see anywhere from six to 12 inches of snow guys. Right. Al, thank you. Mm -hmm. Violent protests broke out in Paris yesterday over changes to the government's pension plan that will raise the retirement age by two years to 64. Police fired tear gas at protesters after some 7,000 people gathered to rally against the changes. Earlier, France's prime minister pushed the bill through the National Assembly without a vote using a special constitution clause. Officials say the change is essential 
to ensure that the pension system there does not go bust. All right, 712. <laughs> Look at Al. Hey. Nice glasses, Al. Yeah. Well, I, like I know we're all really glasses. leading into we're it this leading year. In. Look, either you're in or you're out. Exactly. We're we're in. In. So I don't want to get pinched. All right. I, I wasn't sure whether we'd go in or not in the weather, <laughs> but let's do it. St. Huh? <laughs> Patrick's Day, Patrick's Point, California, some partly cloudy skies and California, 51 degrees. Golden, Colorado, 35 and partly sunny. Shamrock, Texas, 53 degrees and sunshine. Cloverleaf, Texas, not too lucky to Today, you've got some showers. Patty, Tennessee, looking at 61 degrees, a little wet weather. And Goldsboro, Pennsylvania, 57, looking pretty darn good. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. What are you giggling about? Uh, one of our crew one members. One of our crew members, we have to. Yeah, yeah, we get a shot. It, please, it's very Matt, important. We, you, we thought we were all in. And Nobody's more in than Matt. Matt. Whoa, 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 Oh, yeah. Don't spend too much. All right. Thank you. All right. Still ahead, guys. Uh, A really exciting milestone in the massive restoration project of the Notre Dame Cathedral. NBC's Molly Hunters in Paris for us. Hey, Molly. Hey, Hoda, sounds like a lot of fun there, but good morning from Paris. That's right. Notre Dame, as you can see right behind me, the restoration well underway, and we got invited inside the workshop rebuilding that famous spire. We'll take you inside right after this. All right, Molly, look forward to it. Plus, Taylor Swift releasing new music overnight as she gets ready to kick off her long-awaited tour tonight. We're going to take you live to stop number one, a city that's been renamed Swift City for the occasion. Excitement has reached a fever pitch. Go ahead and squeal, Craig and Al. (laughs) First, this is today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed welcome back 7 30 we're getting you in the spirit of saint patty's day and Literally across the street from where we are sitting is the big parade that happens right oh, on yeah. Fifth Avenue, right and they, they shut it down. I thought you were going to mention there's also a pub. Oh, That's yeah. where I thought you were going. There is an Irish like pub, like right, yeah, two block radius. Oh yeah, it's all right here. It's we're going to have right lots here. of fun yeah. this morning. Yeah. Let's start this half hour in France. Nearly four years after the iconic Notre Dame Cathedral was devastated by a fire, a new milestone has been reached in its restoration. And this is Molly Hunter right there in Paris for us. Molly, good morning to you. Guys, good morning to you. That's right, right in front of Notre Dame. And we can see that restoration work happening. So we were invited to a workshop in the northeast of the country. We got up close with the gorgeous woodwork that would eventually become, of course, the spire that will be once again over Notre Dame. We also actually saw the first layer assembled right before our eyes. Take a look. 
For the last few months, some of the most skilled French hands, 50 carpenters in all, have been hard at work on a project close to this country's heart. Remarkably, just like the carpenters before them, they're using methods that date back hundreds of years. Well, mostly. This 86,000 square foot warehouse in northeastern France was built just for this purpose, the crafting of Notre Dame's mighty wooden spire. And today we're getting the first look at the first layer of the spire nearly done. And there is the real thing. 27-year-old yeah, carpenter uh, Paul Poulet shows us uh, which parts he's had a hand in. Uh, the purple uh, pieces on the plan. Okay. The base layer, known as the trestle, measures 65 feet by 65 feet. Almost 20 feet tall, it will bear the weight of the next three layers. Now we're watching them guide this huge piece of wood on top of the trestle. The biggest pieces of wood in this bottom layer weigh two tons. The entire trestle is 80 tons. 2,500 pieces of wood in total, 110 as part of the base, and today, the assembly to make sure it all fits. Is it exciting to see it actually come together? Yeah, it's quite, uh, it's quite uh, satisfying. Satisfying. It's a type of job that we won't be able to do again uh, in our professional uh, life, so it's, uh, we're proud to be here, and uh, that's really cool. I mean, this kind of job never comes around. No, never. <laughs> It's unique. And while Paul doesn't call it patriotism, the architect, the team, the craftsmanship, even the trees are all homegrown. We're in the lumber yard outside of the workshop. The entire spire, of course, is made of wood. All of it is French oak from more than a thousand trees from across the country. The project, last time we visited, ambitiously planned to open up exactly five years after the 2019 fire sent the spire crashing down now delayed until the end of 2024. At the helm, French General Georges Lat. We will finish the spire, almost finished, in December of this year. After you will see again in the sky of Paris this spire. Is there pride today? Uh, it's, we are pride, and above all, I say, we are on schedule. We are on good track. Wow, the progress, Molly, incredible there. Okay, so they're they're constructing all this stuff in the warehouse, and then they have to get the stuff from the where, warehouse to the spot where it needs to go. How do they do that? Uh, Hoda, that was my question. I was like, do you bring the whole thing all assembled to Paris? The answer is no. So they assemble it to make sure it all fits in this warehouse. Then they take it all apart piece by piece. It goes on trucks and it comes to Paris. And then 15 of those architects, excuse me, those carpenters, including our friend Paul, actually come and assemble it inside. They tell me they will have the base layer fully assembled by April 15th. And as you just heard from the general, the whole spire should be assembled by the end of this year. Hoda? That's going to be a pretty significant day, but there's another really significant day. It's a very important day. day in history today. today. Little birdie told us. Molly yeah. Hunter's birthday Happy today. Happy birthday, Molly. Celebrate in Paris. Merci beaucoup. I know. There are worse places to celebrate yeah, your birthday. Exactly. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy, Molly. Oh, that's awesome. Sweet. Guys, we're obsessed with sleep on this show mm -hmm. that we know. But there's all these kind of like TikTok viral I've things. Do they yeah. work? Do they not? We're getting into it. Okay. Like drinking cherry juice yeah, or work. lettuce water. Does it work? Magnesium. Lettuce water. Magnesium. Magnesium, which you are a big believer in. Tapping, which you're a believer in. Tapping. We're going to look at them all. Mm -hmm. We have a sleep expert here. We're going to look at these hacks that you see all over social media and find out, do they really work? Before we do that, though, Taylor Swift, ready to kick off her big tour tonight, a moment that Swifties 
have been looking forward to for five years. They've been crying about it for two years. <laughs> Emily Aketa, our resident Swifty, has made her way to Arizona. That's right. No Swifties are not waking up in a lavender haze. Today is the day Taylor Swift is returning to tour. We've got a look at the excitement on the ground here in Arizona. See what I did there with the latest on her Eras tour. Stay with us. Oh, yes. We're back now. Coming up on 7-4. The pop superstar released four songs overnight in celebration of her highly anticipated tour, which kicks off tonight in Arizona. Oh, that's where you find Emily Aketa. She made her way to the first stop in Glendale, Arizona, also known as, what is it, Swift Town? Swift City. Swift City. Hey, Emily. That's right. Read the shirt here. We are live here in Swift wow. City. Oh. Officials actually changed the name of Glendale to Swift City today and tomorrow in honor of the megastar returning to tour. And now fans are counting down the hours until showtime. This morning, Swifties are ready to descend on the desert as Taylor Swift kicks off the Eras Tour at State Farm Stadium tonight. Overnight, Swift treated fans with a midnight debut of four unreleased songs. While details of the highly anticipated concert have stayed under wraps, on Thursday, Swift shared the first clean look at her return to the stage, sporting nails inspired by her albums and posting a crystallized guitar decorated by her parents. The show will mark Swift's long-awaited return to touring after a five-year hiatus. And Taylor's top fans are having trouble calming down. What is it like to actually get to see the open to her tour? Crazy. Yeah, it's, she's literally been counting down the days, the minutes, the hours. Officials with the city of Glendale say tourism for Swift's back-to-back -back shows this weekend is on track to rival that of the Super Bowl. Even local businesses are getting swept up in the Swift sensation including one restaurant that's mixing up Taylor-themed cocktails. We have Where's the Scarf Jake, which is my personal favorite. It all comes after that Ticketmaster meltdown left many furious fans in hours-long online queues and without tickets, which the company blames in part on unprecedented demand and cyber attacks. I just really wanted to see Taylor. Despite the debacle, eager Swifties seem ready to shake off the bad blood. I'm so excited to see her, see her perform, and see what she does with all 10 eras. Like, off the charts. Like, more excited than I have probably been for anything else in my entire life. The performance promises to showcase Swift's many musical eras from her past and present. Those lucky enough to get their hands on tickets are ready to show up in style. On TikTok, the hashtag Eras Tour outfit has more than 33 million views as devotees dress up as the star and her lyrics. While there has been no official word on runtime or a set list, Swift is known to bring out fellow artists during her shows. But no matter what she has planned, Swifties say no one can put on a show like Taylor Swift. Oh, that was just... <laughs> Emily, let's just say, hypothetically, you wanted to try and score some last-minute tickets before one of those tour stops. Is, is there a chance at all? Okay, Greg, so as someone who didn't get a ticket in the pre-sale, this is something I'm watching very closely. Ticket reseller StubHub says that tickets have declined in prices by about 35% compared to the first week. So if you're trying to snag a last-minute ticket, keep refreshing those secondary sites. You also want to set up notifications on social media for Taylor Swift, because sometimes we see these artists launch these last-minute giveaways throughout the tour, and then consider going solo. That will give you more flexibility, and maybe it's a good opportunity to make some friends. Guys, here's to hoping that you 
and I have some enchanted luck and get to see oh. Taylor on her first tour in five years. I think Emily's going to score one. I, uh, Emily, I believe you. you're going to get one. Yep. Good luck. Come Emily. on. Good luck. Let, Let us know if you do. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll have the luck of the Irish. Uh-huh. Exactly. There you go. Hey. There you How go. are you, sir? I'm feeling good. Yeah. Hey, you know what we're feeling? There was a little downside to all that bad weather our friends in California had. Well, here's the upside. Here's the, uh, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, if you will. The drought. November 8th, the entire state was in drought, moderate drought, four months ago, back in November. Extreme drought, 41%. Severe drought, 88%. Well, look at this. Uh, it has dropped significantly. Moderate drought, only 36%. Exceptional drought, zero. Extreme drought, zero. So that's good news. And the reservoirs are filling up from Shasta Lake, Lake Oroville, San Luis Reservoir, and the San Pedro, Don Pedro Reservoirs, all approaching 100%. That is great news. Now, approaching cold fronts, bringing warmer weather ahead of it. Boston, you'll be 53 degrees today, 64 in Washington, D.C., but behind it, Chicago, 35, that's 12 degrees below average. Memphis at 50, that's 14 degrees cooler than average. And that chilly air makes its way east. Marquette at 20 tomorrow, St. Louis, 32, Pittsburgh, 36. But early next week, temperatures warm up by Tuesday. Boston, you're at 50. We're near 60 in Washington, D.C., 55 in Cincinnati. And that is your latest weather. Thank you, Al. All righty, Mr. Roker, coming up on Pop Star, and apparently stars that are just like us. <laughs> Wait until you hear who takes part in a celebrity-filled Wordle group. Oh, it's going to be good. Uh, my conversation with the Jonas Brothers on their historic Broadway residency and welcoming a new era, not only in their... And their music, but their family lives as well. And rumor has it on the street, Craig, that there's some big news that they have to share. Oh. They're going to break some news. Don't say